Hey, all you nostalgic streakers. Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice with a headache. With a headache. It's me, Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 7, Episode 5, Pledging My Love. I took medicine, so hopefully, oh, like, throughout the episode, I'll You'll get You'll get I'll gradually get brighter, yeah. and yeah, okay, all right, we'll yeah. see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on September 18th, 1997. One birthday, September 13th, Lily Reinhardt, best known for playing Betty in Riverdale, was born. Oh, yeah, Riverdale with Luke Perry. I thought we had talked about Lily Reinhardt before, but I guess not if she's only just being born. Yeah. Maybe we talked about somebody else from Riverdale. Maybe. Movies, September 20th, The First Wives Club with Bette Midler, Diane Keaton, and Goldie Hawn. That's a good time. I remember that movie. Did you ever see that? I haven't, but that's that's a pretty... Tight cast, yeah. Stacked cast, for sure, yeah. And we also got Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis and Christopher Walken. Haven't seen that. Have seen the Tim Allen TV show of the same name. (laughs) I've seen neither. Okay, all right. You're probably fine. (laughs) TV, September 19th, Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields and Judd Nelson. There's a classic 90s show for you. Brooke Shields uh, making her TV debut. Uh, that that's a solid show. It never quite got past being like, yeah, that's all right. You know, <laughs> that's a bit of all right. But I think, yeah, I think it's fine. Br- Brooke Shields uh, back in the news with her documentary that's out right now about all of her yes. terrible experiences as a, as a child actor. I know. Yeah, I know. I haven't watched it, but yeesh, sad yeah. stuff. Yep. And we also got The Pretender with Michael T. Weiss. Uh, debuted on September 19th as well. Jared, have you? <laughs> have you I'm going to assume that's a great. Uh, yes, it's a great impression. The Pretender. I feel like the Pretender is like cut from the same cloth as like the Fugitive or Quantum Leap. It's you know, Jared is going places and he just has all these skills in his mind and everything. My wife was big into this show at the time. We tried to rewatch it, and I don't think it's all that rewatchable. It's uh, mm. it's very much a product of his time. Weird cast. Yeah. So, you right. know, The Pretender. September 20th, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Scott Bakula and Maria Bello aired on CBS for a total of 13 episodes. Yes, this was uh, this was a sad time because I loved this show and it just vanished. Is this the same Mr. and Mrs. Smith as like the movie with... I was... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty similar concept. They're, okay. They're both spies and they don't know each other and they just our Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, and ah. they pretend to be like a married couple. Um, so it was very like a lot of like chemistry between Scott Bakula and Maria Bello, a lot of like, will they, will they tension. Uh, <laughs> and it was good. This was Scott Bakula's like post quantum leap vehicle. And it just didn't, uh, didn't last very long, but I loved it. Nice. The TV version of the film Clueless began its run on ABC before moving to UPN for seasons two and three. Yeah. 
Here's an annoying fact. I've never seen the movie Clueless, but I have seen this show. How have you not seen Clueless? I just haven't. We've talked about this before. I just never did. You know, on your other podcast, your co-host is about to watch The Goonies for the first time. And I just, I I can never believe it when someone hasn't seen The Goonies. I know I she's know. young. But, she is. But yeah. still. Yeah, Kendra, I love that. Uh, I love that little reference to "But Have You Tried?" over with the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah, I just had miso soup for the first time, and Allie's gonna watch uh, the Goonies. I hope that she likes it. I, I mean, I feel it's like funny it that she's not up. only has she not seen it, she doesn't know anything about. Knows it. nothing. She I knows know. nothing. I really, funny. I really feel like the fact that she is just now getting into Stranger Things, she's gonna like the Goonies yeah. because of that. But we'll I see. Think so too. We'll see. Thanks for listening, Kendra. Yeah. Music. September 23rd, Moby released his alt-rock album, Animal Rights. Um, generally negative reviews, though it made its way to number 33 on the UK charts. I have no feelings about Moby. I like the one song okay. from Born. Okay. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about Moby. I'm sorry. My husband's listening to this, and he's, yeah. he's screaming at the radio. He's not happy. He's not happy, that's for sure. September 24th, Weezer released their second album, Pinkerton, certified platinum in the U.S., where it reached number four. How do you feel about Weezer? I really like Weezer. I'm not like a diehard Weezer fan. I know like the popular songs. Yeah. Did you do Buddy Holly on 90s music? Is that the one you did? We did Buddy Holly. And that is Weezer, right? Uh, Yes, it is. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is. And Pinkerton is a a pretty great album. I think everybody pretty much agrees on that hey that moby song is called extreme ways extreme ways never would have yep. got there but okay. if you heard it you'd be like ah oh, yes i know extreme ways okay sure yep why not also on september 24th the soundtrack to that thing you do was released launching oh. the playtone record label and being certified platinum man i love that movie have you seen that thing you do who's in that uh it's like tom everett scott Liv tyler steve zahn tom hanks of course no, I have not. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's but I'm picturing of, I'm picturing the the cover. The so cover. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of Beatles-esque. It's a story of sort of a bit an American band, but uh, you know, just as they're hitting big, they replace their drummer and then like they launch into this big thing, but you know, I won't spoil how it goes. Sure. But it's uh it's great. The uh, the music is great. It sounds nothing like the 60s, but that's fine. Uh it's it's really that title track is so good. I have this on cassette. Because I couldn't find the CD and CD. So what do you think wow. about that? Excellent. Yeah. Great record. Yeah, all, and then, all the bases covered. I do. And Playtone was the, was the label in the movie. And then they were like, oh, Playtone's releasing this album. Ha ha ha. But then it just became a real thing. And it, they, did, they did other soundtracks like Sopranos and things like that. So it was like. Oh, that's super fun. Yeah. 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 I wonder if Allie has watched that thing you do. Because that would be a great one had we tried. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to add it to the list. Add it to the list, yeah. Okay. Video games, September 20th, Revelations Persona, an RPG for PS1, debuted launching the Persona series. Didn't realize Persona was this old. It's going. It's going yeah. strong, yeah. I, I'm just not an RPG person, you know? Like, I, I just never really... I'm connected. not either. It's just, I would rather, I guess, be, like, constantly doing things, and you have to, yeah. like, stop and... Yeah, go through a lot of dialogue and all that. Yeah. But I've watched my husband play a lot of RPGs yeah. and JRPGs, and um, he's currently playing Persona Five, which is 
it's pretty fun to watch as RPGs go because it's just like it's very cool the way everything okay. looks. Yeah, it's a lot of repetitive. You're fighting the same thing like 50, 60 times. Yeah. But I just I, I find myself just like paralyzed when I'm in a situation where it's like you can go anywhere in this game and do anything. And then I spend half my time like making shirts and cooking mushrooms. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I just want to jump on something so that it dies and then move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. To each their own. Yeah. Persona. Persona. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay, well, last time we talked about Jamie Walters being in the original Quantum Leap. And here, in 2022, Mark Damon Espinosa popped up on the new Quantum Leap, which we thoroughly discussed last time because it is drop-dead boring. But Mark Damon Espinosa was in an episode playing Alberto Sandoval in the fourth episode entitled A Decent Proposal. Oh, so there you all go. right. Jesse. Jesse was in 50 episodes. Isn't that crazy? I don't even know. Yes, 50 episodes for Jesse. That is way more than I would have guessed. I know, it's wild. Anyway. Okay, let's look at our synopsis for Pledging My Love. Steve and his keg brothers streak at the Chancellor's ceremony, and, and CUTV just happened to get the prank on film. Brandon, Tracy, and Mark have a tough decision to make when the administration demands the tape. Elsewhere, Kelly struggles with the reality of Jimmy's declining health, and Kenny gets a love nest for him and Val. Oh, God. Gross. On campus, David decides to re-enroll, and Don is having second thoughts about being part of the Alpha House. All true. Shenanigans. Yep. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Phil Sabbath and directed once again by James Darren. Uh, we have a lot of recurring players this time. Back for more. Joseph Guillen as Kenny Bannerman. Sidney Cole as Diane Bannerman. George Schrouder as Michael Bannerman. So we got the whole Bannerman Clannerman here. We're all there. We got Dalton Reese as, no, Dalton James as Mark Reese. Jill Novick as Tracy Galian. I'm just going to file Tracy in the assume she's there until I say she's not. Cool. Okay. So I'm not going to say it again next time, but she'll be there. But not Mark. Mark is still on the list. Mark will be there for a while. Yeah, Mark okay. will be there for a while. All right. We have Nicholas Pryor back as Chancellor Arnold, and it's been a minute since we've seen the Chancellor as well. First time this season. It has. Julie Payne is back as Peggy, the Chancellor's secretary. And Amy Ryder as Linda Barnes. So we've talked about Amy Ryder before. This is the second of three appearances. What I didn't mention next time, what I didn't realize until I looked her up again, was that she actually worked behind the scenes on the CW, 90210 as well. She was a prop buyer in like oh. 50 episodes, something like that. So little little uh, connection like for the prop next buyer generation. would be a really fun job. For sure, yeah. Like, we just need like, I don't know, three of these yeah. crazy things. Can you go find them? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit of that freedom because I buy all the books and movies and games for the library. So I'm just like, right. woo, <laughs> shop, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, final appearance, Kendra, this is this is sad. So final appearance of Michael Kearns as Hale and Michael Stoyanov as Jimmy Gold. Mm, we knew him well. That's true. New recurring players, Julianne Nathanson is Ellen Fogarty. So she's done tons of voice work on games like Horizon Zero Dawn and The Frozen Wilds, where she voices Anutai, uh, plus franchises like Halo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Final Fantasy. 
I've not played the a jerk? single. This is the, the Alice. In one of those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerk? Okay. That's her. <laughs> That's yep. funny. We have Charles Carpenter as one of the Keg brothers. He appeared in several underrated things, Kendra. He was in the shows Go On and The Odd Couple with Matthew Perry. He was in Superior Donuts, another good show that didn't last very long. And the film Birds of Prey, which was like the last film we saw together pre-pandemic, Kendra. The last oh, time that you and Birds I, of Prey, yes. Last time you and I were in a movie theater together was that. Yeah. Fun fact, he also played a random frat guy on Saved by the Bell, the college years with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. He got typecast. We have Dirk Cheatwood. I just want to, I want to make sure you understand what I said. That's we his have real name? Dirk Cheatwood. That's excellent. As uh, he plays another student uh, and he doesn't have a name, but he's a keg brother that we'll see multiple times. And really, I'm including him just for the opportunity to say the name Dirk Cheatwood. Yes, excellent. Uh, he played Max Giambetti in over 400 episodes of General Hospital. How many wow. of those do you think you watched, Kendra? Because I know you're, uh, you're, DV, you're DVR in that every day. Remember DVR? What a time. Yes, what a time. What a time. Wow. Uh, other cast members, we have Kimberly Campbell as Danny St. John. Weird that this is a one-off, but it's the only time we see Danny St. John thought she was a real athlete pretending to be an actor because that's what I got from her. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, we need a tall gal. You're tall. Why don't you come and play Danny St. John? But no, she appeared in uh, the Jean Larroquette show, Seinfeld, and Jag as well. Here is the most head-scratching addition to the cast this week because there's no reason for it. We have Carrie Strug as herself. Carrie Strug, Olympic, Olympic gold, gold, medalist. gold medalist, Carrie Strug, appearing as herself, applying for enrollment at CU, getting classes at CU. And listeners, if you don't recognize the name, you definitely know who she, you've seen the picture. She yeah. was the gymnast who did the one where they run and they jump on the trampoline and then they do spins in the air. What's that called? Vaulting? I don't know. She she definitely was on the beams. Like, I remember that. Okay. I, maybe, it w- maybe it was the balance beam then, but she, w- she was doing it on a hurt ankle. Yeah. And, and then she, like, stuck the landing. Yeah. US won gold. Thing. There's famous pictures of her sticking the oh, landing yeah. and yeah. being held by her coach with, like, a, a thing on her leg. Yep. This, this was all the rage. And that happened in 1996. So, so yeah, she's just, she's a hot commodity at the moment, but it is threw her in there. It doesn't make any sense. She she actually played like as an actor, she appeared on Touched by an Angel and Strong Medicine, not playing Carrie Strug. She has a lot of appearances okay. as herself. My favorite Carrie Strug appearance would be on Saturday Night Live, where she and Chris Kattan uh, played siblings. She was Carrie Strug and he was Kippy Strug. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a like if if you didn't watch the episode or you've never heard her voice, she has a very like High pitch, like I'm Carrie Strug, like little yeah. baby kind of voice. So Chris Kattan was doing the same thing. Like I tried really hard. It was so funny. Go find that yeah. clip, people, because it was. Yeah, a good I'm gonna class. go watch that because that I think is you should. We'll we'll so toss is, it. We'll toss it in social media. Is she the reason that this episode is not streaming? What What was the reason oh, for this episode to not be streaming? Good question. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. That was the only reason, and I thought maybe because when I thought Kimberly Campbell was also an athlete. I was like, because they had some athletes in there. Yeah. But I, mean, I think it's weird to throw Carrie Strug in there and then, like, have the athlete in the episode not be an athlete. Yeah. Get right. an athlete in there. That is weird. That's bizarre. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, head scratcher. Yeah. I, no, there's nothing about it that's obviously like, oh, you can't stream this. So maybe that's it. Who knows? Who knows? 
All right, well, let's get into the episode. Okay. Here we go. We start, uh, Val and Kenny are driving around. They had a great meeting with some investors. Valerie wants to celebrate, though that might be a little premature. Nothing's been decided, but the meeting went so well. She wants to celebrate. So Kenny pulls the car over and she's like, oh, we're going to celebrate in the car, like right here in the middle of the day in the open. He's gross. But no, they're going to go into this apartment building. I guess. So they go into this apartment building and they're walking to a door and she's like, who lives here? And he's like, guess what? It's for you. Oh. This, this apartment's all yours. You can live Great. here as much or as little as you want, or we can just Great. use it as our hookup zone. <laughs> yeah. He says, or we could just use it to meet up, I think is what he says, which yeah. is like not subtle. So Gross. Gross. So yeah, then they go celebrate in the bedroom. They do. Ugh, Valerie. I okay. Two things. First, this room looks like the suite that Valerie used to live in when it she. Does. It, I feel like it's the same set. It uh, must be. And the second thing, I just want Valerie to have a plot line that makes her interact with other cast members. You know, know. she's like, always on. It's they're doing they're doing the Luke Perry to her. She's always are. off doing yes. her own thing. Yeah, and I hate everything she's doing. I know. I know, like we had a minute where she was a little bit more integrated and it just, I don't know, like last year with all the Collins stuff and even before that, she was kind of just like in her own world. And now like with this Bannerman stuff, like just interact. Like she's good. She's good with the other people, you know? Like She and Kenny have no No. chemistry. No, no. I mean, well, he seems like her dad for one, which is weird, but yeah, she's good and she's good with the gang. I don't know why we keep sidelining her. Me either. After the intro, we go to the college campus. Yes. Tracy is annoyed because they have to cover the chancellor's speech for Spirit Day. Um, It's going to be a long, boring speech, I guess. And she's annoyed that they have to do it. But they set up the camera. Camera's rolling. And Chancellor Arnold starts his speech, which is indeed long and boring. But under, I guess, like, off to the side in in a room or something... Steve and the frat boys are getting like super pumped yeah. for for this uh, for this prank they're gonna do. They cover themselves in shaving cream, like their faces. They take off all their clothes. Yeah, cover cover everything else yeah. with shaving cream. So it looks like they're wearing shaving cream diapers. It does. And they're gonna they're gonna go streak. So in the middle of Chancellor Arnold's speech, they all run out there. And they're having a great time. It's going really well. But then the sprinklers turn on. Yeah. And wash away the shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> Which Steve thinks is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and everyone else thinks it's hilarious, too. But uh, yeah. Chancellor Arnold is not so happy. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he also kind of thinks it's funny. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's not so happy. Here's what I don't understand, Kendra. Maybe you can explain it to me. They cover their bathing suit areas <laughs> with shaving cream. So like they don't like their 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 original plan was to sort of streak but have like you know yeah, they're not even covered. covered. So why wouldn't they just keep on like underwear and put the I shaving the cream over thing. that? Like, I thought the same thing. I was like wear sense. I was like wear a speedo yeah. and just cover it with shaving cream. If yeah, I mean if the point is to keep that covered. <laughs> yeah. Then why and wouldn't surely, they? And surely even without the sprinkler, surely running around like that yeah. is you know <laughs> Get yeah, rid of the shaving I, cream. I don't really, know. It was silly. I didn't get that at all. It was it was very silly. Yeah. 
So over in the student union, Donna and Kelly are hanging out. Donna is the rush chairman, so she's looking for um looking at the new recruits yeah. for the Alpha Sorority, which I keep forgetting that she's actually a part of. Both of them. I was like, wow, when was the last time anybody said keg or alpha? Yeah. Like I yeah. did we last season? I have no memory of that. I don't I don't know. So yeah, she's she's like this new class is it's rough stuff. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of good ones in this list. Yeah. So then a girl walks up and like I I I didn't see what happened. Did she like take the newspaper or ask if she could have the newspaper or something? I don't know, but no. her picture her picture's in the newspaper. Yeah. Donna like picks it up and sees her and is like, "Oh." Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so her name is Danny St. John, yeah. and she is uh, going to be playing basketball at CU, yeah. I guess. Yeah. She, that's why she's there. She's transferred yep. or whatever. So, yeah, they introduce themselves. Nice to meet her. Kelly's off to the AIDS hospice, and Donna tells Danny that she should come over and meet the pledge committee at the Alpha House. She thinks she would be a good addition yeah. to the Alpha House. I think it's really funny the way that they treat Danny in this whole episode because she is a tall blonde pretty lady who isn't wearing makeup and they act like she's she a troll is, she's so pretty right I, yeah she's like so, strikingly so pretty stupid. yeah it's yeah. weird yeah yeah and, and she's like, not Ew. she's not like covered in sweat she's wearing right. just like normal clothes yeah she's wearing like a basketball tank it's it's silly yeah it is silly it is silly. silly conversely when they do the makeover she looks exactly the same Exactly, exactly the same. Because they don't, it's not like heavy makeup. It's no, basically it's just lipstick and some like neutral colored eyeshadow. Right. And she's not in like a va va voom kind of outfit. It's just sort of like pretty girl in a basketball uniform, pretty girl dressed like she's going to visit her grandma. And that's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yep. At the studio. Mark is loving all of the film they got of the streaking. And at first Brandon's like, should we run with this? But then they all think it's just so, so good that they have to, you know, make this the headliner. In that footage, in the footage that airs, there's a close up on Steve's face and he could not be more recognizable. It's so clearly Steve. He, He is like, they have a shaving. It's like he has a shaving cream hair and shaving cream beard, but like, anyone who's even been in the same room with Steve would be like, Oh, that guy. It's not. So like so the whole thing about, I need the tape. We need to see the tape. I'm like, but do you? Cause yeah. I feel like you've seen it. Yeah. Like what is the tape going to, sh- what more is right. the tape going to show right. you? Also, it's obviously the Keg brothers. Like, yeah. Duh. Who else you know? would it like, be? Come on. Okay. David is in the counselor's office trying to get into classes, but because he's registering late, all the classes he wants are already full. So he's getting stuck with uh, a lot of ones that he does not want. Valerie comes in and we learn she's getting life credit for working at the Peach Pit After Dark. So she gets to drop all her 8 a.m. classes. Yeah, that... That's that a part, pretty sweet deal. <laughs> that part doesn't make sense. But I will say in, in college and in my higher years in high school, I worked at a dinner theater where we would do like 90 performances. And so it took a lot of my time. And I did get college credit for that. Really? Yeah. And I got Which, high school credit for it. I got it like I get as a drama college credit. credit. That makes it. But she calls it life credit. And yeah. that just seems 
weird to me. Well, like, I mean, I think it. I think if it was a situation where like she could drop like an intro to business class because she's running a business class. She's and, running a business. And treat yeah. it like an independent study or something where it's like, yeah, you, okay, you get business credit for that. But just saying like any class that's at 8 a.m., mama doesn't have to come to. <laughs> you don't really, have to. You work really late at the club, so you yeah. need your sleep. Yeah. But I mean, they take finals three or four times a year, usually in the middle of the year, you know? So who knows? The rules at CU, you know? <laughs> uh, so Valerie uh, heads out. And then David says something like, man, what do you have to do to get classes you want around here? Do you have to win a gold medal or something? So clumsy. Why would you say that? It's the stupidest segue to Carrie Strug standing right next to him being like, hey, I've won a gold medal. Just give her the line. Be like, what do you have to do to get good classes around here? And she could be like, well, winning a gold medal helps right there. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Oh, my gosh. But it's really clunky. Yeah. David is super. He recognizes her immediately. He's super starstruck by her. And he's like, you're amazing. And um, he, you know, hopes they have classes together. And she I don't know if it was on purpose, but she kind of acts like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) About the whole thing. The whole scene was a yeah, whatever. I don't get it at all. It was very strange. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. At the AIDS hospice, Kelly and Jimmy are hanging out, and she's suggesting that um, because Jewish New Year just happened, that they go to some services um, that are happening throughout the week. And at first he's, you know, like, oh, you're just trying to get me to go because I'm dying. But then he does agree to go. She wants him to teach her this magic trick he does where no matter where you look in the deck, you find a queen of hearts. Yeah. Um, but he says, no, he's he's going to go to the grave with that one. And then they start talking about how he, like, after, what's his, what was his? Gordon. Partner, Gordon. After Gordon died, he kind of cut himself off from all friends. Yeah. And, you know, he so he hasn't had anyone with him during yeah. his illness. Because um, he didn't want anyone to... To see him like yeah, that. see the decline and all that. I yep. get it. I get it. Yep. At the Alpha House, poor Danny is. <laughs> I feel like Donna just like fed her to the wolves yeah. here. Yeah, didn't prep her at all. But um, yeah, she's talking about you know she was like too late to get a scholarship or something, and so she's having to work while she's there. Right. She's not on an, th- an athletic scholarship or whatever. Um, and it's just very awkward. It's not going well. And so they, you know, dismiss her. And Ellen, who is in charge, I guess, is like rolling her eyes. And mm. it's like, Donna, thanks for wasting our time. Like, yeah. obviously, she's not going to be yeah. an alpha because she's so ugly. <laughs> yeah. I can't even look Which at her, Kendra. She's not. I can't even look at her. She's like, I don't want to share a bathroom with an athletic type. Right. It's it's just silly. I it's just silly. I thought was she implying that she was like gay? Is that what I wondered that as well. I kind of got that vibe. I I don't like as she kept talking, I think she just meant because she'll She's be like, like sweaty, sweaty and yeah, maybe. gross all the time. Maybe I couldn't but quite at tell first, where we were going. I was like, do, are you implying that all athletes are gay? Yeah. And that you have a problem with that? I don't know. It was it was weird. Yeah. All I know is that society never has glorified tall, pretty, athletic blondes. No. 
Don't Nobody likes that, that Kendra. <laughs> no one. Donna is upset at this reaction. She's like, you know, we're supposed to be friends, not clones. We're not all supposed to look alike. And yeah. she says, you know, let her have a second interview. If you blackball her now, then, you know. That's it. That's going to ruin She's it for done. her. So, yeah. Yeah. At the chancellor's office, he he's watching the news with the clip of the streaking. Whole picture of Steve. Yeah. Yep. And the dean. What's the dean's name? I can't remember. The lady dean. It's and a lady she calls, dean. She calls the chancellor very upset about the whole thing. She's very, you know, by the book and yeah. very, uh, you know, everything's got to be pol- extra politically correct. Right, right. Claire is there as as well for some reason watching all this and yeah. she she goes out into the the lobby and Steve is there for dinner and she's like I cannot believe you're here and at first he denies it he's like that wasn't me he fully lies it wasn't yeah. even like a, oh that's not me he was like that's not me Claire <laughs> I was like jeez <laughs> okay yeah but she's like obviously it was you <laughs> obviously we all know it we saw your face on TV and he's like, yeah, it was me. And it was pretty, it was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah. Well, Claire says, she has a, she's like, I've seen your face and I've also seen your, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chancellor Arnold then comes out of his office and he doesn't know it's Steve. He's like, doesn't oh, know. hey, Steve. Doesn't How know. you doing? Real Clark Kent uh, situation. Apparently the dean wants to charge the whole uh, IFC with sexual harassment. Yeah. Like all of the fraternities. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't think you could do that. Right. I feel like they kind of are, are, are doing, we, don't, we never see the dean, first of all, but I feel like they're kind of doing her dirty, being like, oh, this feminist dean is yeah. going crazy because she had to look at naked men. Yeah. No, it's kind of, kind of a, I don't know, lame. Yep. And Chancellor Arno says, thanks to my good friend, Brandon Walsh, we have a tape, and so someone is going to pay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So then we go to the Love Nest apartment <laughs> where Valerie is all dressed up. She's pacing. She's waiting for Kenny, who is full obviously dinner. running late. Yep. Got a full dinner on the table. So she calls his car phone, and he is in the car with his wife and his son. Yeah. They went to his son's soccer game or something and then they went out for ice cream yeah the game got moved and kenny forgot he was supposed to be having an extramarital affair that night yeah he just is fully with his family yeah um so valerie is obviously very mad oh but it's worse because kenny's like oh hi mom yeah i forgot to call you mom the game went long mom (laughs) and i guess apparently (laughs) diane is just an idiot yeah, she, she's just like she just yeah, has no idea. That's how one would talk to their mother about their child's game. This is totally I, normal. Why is this not the last straw? I don't. I oh, I no. feel like there's been fifty times for last straws. Oh, I for guess sure. because he's buying her things. I don't know. I don't know either. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because like again, the casting of this is so weird. Because if he was just this like gorgeous, charismatic guy that just like clicked with Valerie so well, it would be a little bit more viable but it's like val there's a lot of suburban dads out there you know yeah. find a divorced one if that's yeah. if that's what you want you yeah. know and this one's ew yeah ew yeah go to a squash court valerie 
like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Over at Kelly Donna Claire's. Kelly and Donna are moaning about how they're already behind in school because oh what a what a week it's been. Yeah. And they talk a little bit about the Danny situation and Kelly's like, yeah, this is why do you think I don't hang out at the Alpha House that much anymore? Yep. And Donna talks about maybe she's going to quit, Ooh. but um she thinks she wants to change some things before she before she, she wants does to leave her mark. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So while they're talking, Steve calls for Claire, um, and Claire says, I'll call him later. Steve wants to know when, and she says when he grows up. Ooh. Burn. It's kind of a funny little response, because Donna, like, doesn't want to say that, and she tries to hand the <laughs> phone to Kelly, and Kelly's like, I'm not saying that. And Donna's yeah. like, oh, hey. <laughs> funny. At the Walsh house, Brandon thinks the whole situation is hilarious that Steve is in that they streaked and then accidentally really streaked. And now it's on tape and yeah. And then Brandon lists off some things. He's like, this is worse than when you stole that baseball. This is worse than when you changed your grades in the, (laughs) in the computer. I know. I love, I love like the whole run through thing. (laughs) Um, Brandon's going to see what he can do. Yeah. He is in possession of the tape. That's right. That's we'll right. See. Yeah. We'll see what he does. Yeah. There was a, I mean, the streaking is, sorry, there was Christian streaking involved yeah. in, in college that I went to where all the guys like in, in the guy's dorm went like did a boxer run or whatever. Yes. And my whole floor was very like, it was like half bros and half like, let's just hang around and like watch movies and play video games. And I was in uh-huh. that half. And so our bro ERA was like coming around, getting everybody to be like, we're doing the boxer run. And my roommate and I were like playing a game. And they like were coming around to our side of it. We both just got up and walked in our closets and closed the door. And he came in and he was like, Nick, Greg, we're doing, oh, they're not here. All right. And they just moved on and we just came and sat on, continued our game. Excellent. (laughs) We didn't have any shaving cream, Kendra. What were we going to do? What were you supposed to do? Yeah, I don't think that story makes me seem cool, but it's factual that I wanted people to know. I'm pretty sure they did the boxer run when I was there as well. Yeah. Like I think yeah. they continued that. Yeah. Tradition. What, a, what a tradition. <laughs> so as they're talking, there's a knock on the, or the doorbell rings and it's Kenny. He's come over looking for Valerie. Yeah. And it's this like awkward exchange between Brandon and Kenny where he like leaves Kenny standing in the doorway. doesn't invite him in. He's like, what do you do? Accountants make house calls. Uh-huh. Like this is. This is weird. Okay, I'll go get her for you, I guess. All of Jason Priestley's acting choices in this scene I really liked. Starting with when Kenny shows, he opens the door and he's like, I don't know who you are. And then he's like, oh, Kenny Bannerman. Okay. Yeah. You know, and Brandon's (laughs) just very like, yeah, uh uh-huh. All right. He's very like big brotherly, which I liked, you know, because we never do that. Yep. So he goes upstairs to get Valerie. And at first she's like, oh, Kenny's here. And she, and he says, yeah, he's got some paperwork for you or something. And she's like, oh, I'm not coming downstairs. Yeah. Tell him I want to go get frozen yogurt. Or I went to go get frozen yogurt. Oh, because he'll the, know what that means. Because the family was getting frozen yogurt. Yeah, because that's what he had was doing when she called. I just figured that out now because Brandon's like, is that some kind of code? And she's like, he'll get the message. And I was like, well, I don't, but I get it because the family yeah. was having froyo. They were getting froyo. Got yep. it. How do you feel about froyo, Kendra? I like some froyo. Do you? Okay. I like a good froyo. Just right. tastes like ice cream to me. Yeah, that's true. Should we get froyo when I come to Charlotte? 
Yes. Okay, put it on the list. All right. We go to the gym the next day where Donna finds Danny practicing basketball. Yes. And she she tells her, hey, got a second interview lined up for you. You still have a chance to pull it off. Uh-huh. What? Why? I don't know. I, I Why don't, would she say that? I don't know. I don't know. Everything about this, including the resolution, I'm like, what? So yeah, I don't so get Danny, it. Danny says, you know, some people can't hit a three-point shot, so I should just be able to live without being a babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Donna's like, all you need is some makeup, and yeah, I can help you with it, that. It. What an ugly duckling this Danny is. At the studio, Chancellor Arnold is there demanding the tape. He requested it hours ago, and yeah. Brandon refuses to give it to him. Yeah. Brandon says he's called a lawyer at the ACLU, and yeah. it's a matter of journalistic integrity to not give him the tape. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and then he's like, I don't even know if we have it anymore. We've, you know, recycled yep. the things, and I don't know if it's on the master. I don't Who know. Knows? We'll see. We don't know. Chancellor Arnold says, you bring me that tape tomorrow. No tape, no station. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big flex for Chancellor Arnold to shut down the whole... Shut down the whole station. Yeah, that's wild. I was While this was happening, I was kind of like, I know Brandon's doing this for personal reasons and all that, but like, it is kind of a decent question. Like, should they turn over a tape in this situation? Like, they were doing journalism, right? I mean, even yeah. like low-level journalism. And turning over this tape would get people like in trouble and maybe arrested. Like, is that cool? I, I feel like, no, it's not. You know? cool. Well, and Chancellor Arnold's argument is that they are part of the college. And so it's the college's property. property. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it just always seems like we treat the newspaper stuff. Like they can trash talk the college yeah. or whatever, you know, but the station was like, maybe not that. I, I don't know. I thought it was odd. We didn't really get into it. Yeah. Well, Mark is really upset that Brandon is going to like risk the station because he doesn't want his get his friends to get in trouble. Yes. And he's like, we're going to bring in that tape. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tracy's overhearing this exchange. Yes. Next scene is at um, the service that David Kelly and Jimmy just went to. And I'm going to try and talk about what they just said. Please keep in mind that I am not Jewish, so I am hopefully not saying anything incorrect. Yeah. But they talked a, about... It was a lot of new information for me, too. I thought it was really it, interesting. It was for me as well. I'd, I've never heard of this before. But they talked about the Days of Awe. Yeah. And basically, it's a time to forgive people and ask for forgiveness. Um, and then at the end of it is Yom Kippur. And that's when the Book of Life is shut for the year. And it's decided who's going to like live and die for yeah. the year. Yeah. So if you don't uh, get in these, you know, this time of forgiveness, then it might be too late. Yeah. Um, at the end of it. Yeah. So it yeah, I, I honestly had never heard any of that before. No, me neither. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Uh, oh, and this whole conversation, it's like, you know, Jimmy is kind of, you know, like, yeah, it's decided who's going to live, who's going to die. Who's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Big emphasis on die. Yep. At lunch, Steve is reassuring his friends, hey, I got I got a man on the inside. inside. Man. Yeah. He's, he's covering us. 
It's going to be fine. And Brandon walks by as he's talking about it. And Brandon's like, you're on your own, pal. I tried. I failed. Got to give him the tape. Steve is not cool about this either. He's like, it's just as much your fault as it is mine. And I'm like, well, (laughs) in no way is that true, first of all. And second, like, your friend's trying to help you, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just a lot from Steve. Yeah. Brandon says, uh, clean up your own mess. Sorry, pal. Over at Kenny's office. (laughs) Valerie comes over. Dressed insane, by the way. Yeah, she's dressed insane this whole episode. She is, but this one, she's like a weird, yuppie housewife. She's got like, you know, a pencil skirt and like a gray top with with like a, a cardigan over like it tied her, yeah and her arms are not in the sleeves or hang she looks nuts yeah nuts yep doesn't have an appointment and <laughs> she says that he owes her for last night and that she's there to collect yeah and he says well i came over last night to apologize and she says i decide when you apologize and then she they do it in his office i yeah, guess that's, that's his punishment Gross. I, I, I think really I out gross. loud said gross it was while I was really gross. It. I thought she was going to come and be like, you could have had all this, my man. But instead, she was like, you can have all this right now. I, uh, I yeah. hate it. I'm over it. I, yeah. No, I hate it, too. I'm over it. All right. Kelly, Donna, Claire's Kelly and uh, Donna are going to spruce up Danny for yeah. this second interview and even like kelly is like we're about to set back the women's movement like five years or whatever at least they said it at least they said that by the way kelly is dressed like genie for my dream of genie <laughs> i just think that needs to be discussed she's wearing like big puffy like parachute pants they're black and she's got like all midriff and then like a little <laughs> black top just like a dark i dream of genie that's really fair. I couldn't see because w- the site I watched it on, they just have it like zoomed oh, in yeah. way on their faces. Yeah. So oh, I no, couldn't she, see that. Yeah. yeah. Donna's giving her pigtails, which is a classic Donna look, it but is. I dislike it. Didn't work. No, she looked like Baby Spice. Yeah. But but Danny's cool with it. She's like, here we go. Let's Let it go. Uh, let's doll me up, I guess. Time for this ugly duckling to become a swan. At the Peach Pit, Steve asked Claire to meet him there so he could apologize. And she obviously does not make it easy on him. Uh-huh. She never does. No. But, you know, he feels really bad. And she's like, I think you need to apologize to my dad. And he's like, what if this is the end of the keg house or like the whole Greek system? And she says, well, leave it to you to destroy yeah. a whole system that's been yeah. in place for a long time. <laughs> At the CUTV studio, Tracy and Brandon are having a talk. She admires what he said to Mark. Yes. And she, she, she agrees with Mark that it's like, you know, he's kind of pulling a lot of weight there to help his friend. Just to but help also, his friend, yeah. yeah. But also, she gets it. Like, she doesn't really think they should turn over the tape. Right. Does she admire his loyalty to Steve or his, like, journalistic integrity? I couldn't really get what she was saying. Uh, Both. Okay. Maybe? Sure. I don't know. She asked what she can do to help. She says she has a big magnet that she could use on the tape. Oh. Um, but Brandon's like, no, we just gotta... 
gotta you just got to turn it over. That's gotta what we got to do. Yep. Kelly goes to the hospice and Jimmy is nowhere to be found and no one will talk to her. And it's finally the, the guy that's been like super yeah. rude to her the whole time. Who's like, you need to go talk to Linda. Yeah. So she yeah. goes, and he's so weird in that, by the way, he's so weird. Hal yeah. acts like Frankenstein. It's bizarre. He's like, you talk Linda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you must talk to Linda. Odd. So Linda says, you know, he he took a turn yesterday and it's just very suddenly it's probably going to be his last day. Curtains. Yep. Yeah. And so she goes to see Jimmy. He's not looking good. Uh -uh. Um, He says, guess some goof wrote his name in the book of life. And he now he wants to show her this magic trick that he wasn't going to show her. That's right. That's right. And she's struggling with, you know, why now? Why is this happening now? Like, we were just getting to be good friends. And he's like, well, I mean, that's like, this is good because I had no one since Gordon died. And, you know, you've been my friend and now I don't have to die alone. Um, So, yeah, it's a very sad. It is. Yeah. At the chancellor's office, Steve comes to give his confession. But Brandon and Mark are already in the office. So he has to wait. And they go to watch the tape, but there's nothing on it. Yeah. It's blank. It's just a bunch of static. And both Mark and Brandon are like, what's happening? I don't understand. Um, And Chancellor Arnold's like, well, you know what? Just got to tell the dean. We we tried. Yeah. That's all. That's all. There's, (laughs) you know, they aired it. We saw their faces, but right. there's nothing else nothing, we can do. Nothing that can be done. He was like, yeah, you. I asked you for the tape. You gave me the tape. What else can we do? And I got the sense that the chancellor was thinking the dean was going too far. But first of all, the chancellor is so much higher in the power structure than a dean. So I, That I was also confused about. So who cares? One. Yeah. But also, like, why he's so like, ah, boys will be boys. You know, at this point is very confusing to me. But all right. Yeah. Because he's been so upset about it the whole he time, has. but maybe yeah. it was just because of the dean. I yeah, know. because one of his underlings was upset about it. He was like, "I can't, I can't let this stand." <laughs> so that's that's that. So Brandon goes out to where Steve is, and Steve's like, "I've got, I'm here to confess. I've yeah. got to do this." Which and I Brandon's like, I maybe liked. don't. Yeah, some growth from Steve because he was genuinely going to confess. You know, like yeah. he was like, "No, this was wrong. I got to come clean." Which was nice. Nice to see. Yep. So when Chancellor Arnold comes out, Brandon's like shaking his head like, don't do it. And so Steve confesses that he didn't invite Chancellor Arnold to the Keg House barbecue. Right. Would he like to come? Yeah. Chancellor would be, be delighted. 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 Yeah. Yes. At the Alpha House, everyone has voted yes on Danny. Yeah. She's in. She's, She's so in. pretty now. Even even Ellen yep. is in. And so they they bring her in and tell her the good news. And they say, and Ellen's like, you know what? If she had shown this much poise the first time, we wouldn't have needed a second oh. interview. But guess what? Danny has already accepted a bid at Zeta Chi. The rival house, yes. Yep. And Donna's like, good for you. Yeah. She played the field and I she don't. won. 
But it seems like Donna was in on it. Like Donna knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's why they were, maybe they were pulling like a pretty woman on, on them. I guess, I guess, (laughs) but like, I don't understand, you know, and then anyway, the scene progresses. Yeah. So then Donna quits as Rush chairman. Does she quit just as chairman or does she quit the, the sorority? No, I don't either. It was unclear. I feel like maybe you don't quit the sorority your senior year. I just feel maybe. like going forward, that would not look great. But Probably not. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but hey, Danny and Donna, good friends. And the, Donna's getting season tickets to the games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> courtside. As long as they're courtside, sure. <laughs> I don't know much about Donna, but I know she loves college basketball. Sure you know? does. She loves it. And she's a virgin. Those two things are the things that I know. At the student union, Steve has now been filled in on on what happened, and he he can't believe it. Um, Can't believe that the tape was blank. Nope. Um, Apologies all around is what I wrote. Yeah, Brandon's Brandon's sorry. Apologizing. Or whatever. Yeah. So sitting at the table, it's Tracy, Brandon, Steve, and Claire. I'm not here for this. Not, I'm not either. So Steve and Claire go off to make up, leaving Brandon and Tracy to have like a flirty moment. And they like kiss, kind of like he kisses her on the cheek or something. Do they kiss on the mouth? I don't think so. They don't kiss on the mouth. He's like, how how could I repay you? And she's like, well, my mom would say with a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be so funny if we just like kissed? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Kiss me and I kiss you. Yeah, gross. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm not here for it. No. I don't really I don't really like Tracy. I mean, she no. just feels like every other person well, they've tried I mean, to it's get. It's like, okay, we had Andrea and then they were like, no, nah. and they're like, how how about we try Andrea again? And they get Susan and it's like, okay. And now they're like, how about we get Andrea, but it's Susan, but Susan who is dumb, and then you have Tracy. <laughs> you know? No yeah. thanks. No. no thank you. That's a pass. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, poor Kelly. She's just, you know, sitting there sad, crying, looking at that picture that she and Jimmy took together. So David comes over. Apparently Nat told him what happened. And I don't know why Nat would know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he brought a candle um, for her that you're supposed to to light when someone passes away. And Kelly talks about how she feels sad, but she also feels like really angry for at him for leaving her. And, and she's working through those, but you know, she's like, I guess, you know, this is that time that I'm supposed to forgive him. Yeah. Um, so she lights the candle and she reads this prayer out of uh, a book that, that David brings over. So sad. I mean, as soon as we met Jimmy, I was like, well, this is going to be the sad. The clock's ticking. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, it definitely was. And that's the episode. That's it. That's yeah. it. All right, Kendra, what's your verdict? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, it was, I think it was a good episode. I'm just yeah. like, I'm hating Valerie Kenny. Like, yes. more than ever, I'm hating it. There, At least there was no... Stupid Donna David yes. crap in this First episode. Time this like whole season, yeah. Finally giving us a break from that. Yeah. Um, giving them anything else to do yep. than just like, you know, griping yeah. each other. I was glad um, to see some campus stuff back, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, was fine. glad for that too. 
Um, and I mean, the the streaking stuff was funny. It was yeah. very Steve. Yeah, it felt like a nice throwback. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed watching the episode. Like, I had a good time with it. I feel like, yeah, there's things that I don't like that are being set in motion. As you said, Kelly and or, uh, Valerie and Kenny is just like a big no. And like, I'm not interested in Brandon Tracy, you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the relationships I get. I mean, Steve and Claire, I guess, are solid, and I'm yeah. fine with that. But yeah. the rest of them, I'm just kind of, like, not interested in the yeah. relationship stuff. So. Funny that Steve's the one in the solid relationship. I, like, going I on, know for a long how far time. we've come. I know. Really? <laughs> what was your 90210 snap? Um, I think I'm going to give it to the scene where Valerie comes to Kenny's office and yeah. throws herself at him. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to do that as well. That's basically, we're watching Melrose Place whenever Valerie <laughs> and Kenny are together. Uh, over on this Andorian life, we have the the Oak of Arc moment, which is the cringiest, worst part because there's a lot there's a lot of those in the Ewoks cartoon, Kendra, as you might remember. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump uh, podcast vibes and say that the Valerie Kenny scene is also my Oak of Arc because it's horrible. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. I like I said, I literally said "ooh" out loud yeah. as yeah. I was watching it. Ugh, so gross, so gross. Okay, well, Kendra. We've named dropped two other podcasts for me. You can catch me every other week on The Sandorian Life. We just recorded our 50th episode, what? which is cray cray. Uh, and over at David A. Howe, uh, every other week we're doing Butt Heavy Tried, where we keep trying different things. So good times all around. Kendra, any updates on 90s music got me like? We're coming back, I promise. We're, 90s music got me like hiatus. It's happening. And we're almost to 100 episodes. So we've yeah. at least got to get to 100. You, you have know? to. Yeah, I couldn't um, live with myself if you didn't. But yeah, the, the podcast is called 90s Music Got Me Like, and I, uh, me and my husband, Eric, talk 90s music. That's so right. yeah, tune tune into that. And like I said, you know, almost 100 episodes to to catch up on if That's you right. haven't listened to us before. So. That's right. And if you're missing Eric, he was just on previously on X-Men as well. So you can go find he them. He was. Yeah. Such, such good times to be had on the Radio Meanwhile Network, Kendra. Yep. All right. Well, next time around, we'll be diving into Season 7, Episode 6, Housewarming. Have fun. Yeah. 902 and here we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let the good times roll. <laughs>